Welcome to Honest Money, your best guide to financial freedom. I'm Warren Ingram, the author of a few best-selling books, and I'm also an award-winning financial planner, and I've helped thousands of people on their journey to financial freedom. I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I am here to share my experience and the best ideas that I've learned, and I hope these ideas help you on your journey to financial freedom. In this episode, we're talking about property. Should you buy your home? Should you rent rather? What should you do? Are there, is there a benefit or is there um, a benefit to being a renter or an owner? And it's quite a controversial topic. Lots of people in South Africa debate this point time and time again. So so we're going to kick it off today to say, are there other pros and cons to, to property investments? I'm talking to my business partner, Theo Forster. So Theo, property, rent or buy? Let, let, let's uh, give people the, the ammo to start shooting bombs at us. I think, Warren, let's just... This discussion is about your residence. It's not about commercial property. It's not about industrial property. It's not about retail property. This is about a house, the house that you want to live in. This topic always has different people with different views. And one of the things that cloud the discussion is people that usually talk about property property forget, but they've been in that house for 30 or 40 years. And they cloud the number. We, we're naturally not inclined to understand compound growth, compound interest or inflation over long periods of time. So let's start with time. Is time not the starting point of this discussion? Because surely over time risks change returns change is that not a nice starting point yeah i think that's a, i think that's actually the, the 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 key point in this whole decision process you know if we if we look at someone over their over their kind of the course of their career typically what happens is we you know we leave school we leave varsity we start earning our first salary then our parents or our grandparents or everybody all around us say to us the first thing you need to do is Go and buy yourself a, a place to live in. Now, if you're earning your first salary, it probably takes you a little while to build up a deposit and those kinds of things. So you end up in a one-bedroom apartment somewhere. And you buy that one-bedroom apartment, you're going to pay a whole lot of bond transfer fees and bond registration costs and all that stuff. And and then you, you stay there. But what happens is you realize after three or four years that actually it's a bit small and, you know, potentially there's a there's a partner on the way that you need to share the space with. And so you move into something bigger. So what happens is you sell the place. Now you're paying agents, estate agents fees, new lawyers fees. Then you're paying new bond registration costs for your new place and you go into the next place. And if I look at people over, the, over their lives, what happens is they end up moving three or four or five times um, into bigger and bigger places and eventually they find the big home that they want to settle down in, have children and stay for, for a long period of time. Now, in my view, the place that you stay in for a long period of time, that's the place that you buy. Because then you can spread out all of those costs of the buying costs, the holding costs and the selling costs one day. If you can spread that out over 10 or 12 or 15 years, great. Uh, because then you also allow the time uh, the time value of money. In other words, the, the benefit of the house price is growing with inflation or hopefully faster than inflation. That that can work in your favor. But 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 to keep chopping and changing your properties every two or three years, despite what our friends and family and, and, and especially our parents and grandparents tell us to do, it's actually not a great idea. It's kind of a lousy idea. Specifically, when there's a short term involved and it's a stepping stone. Let's just uh, property as an investment, just purely as an investment. Um, the thing that people need to understand is a home as a primary residence is not a growth asset. It doesn't produce anything. It doesn't yield anything. It doesn't pay interest. It doesn't pay rent. So you're actually buying it on the premise that hopefully over time 
somebody will pay more. Exactly right. And, and you know, so as you say, while, while you're living in it, all it is for you is an expense. And you might be able to save some money because you're not paying rent, et cetera, et cetera. But that home will always carry costs. So, so it is really a lifestyle asset. And the point is, if you're going to live in that home for, for your lifetime, don't view it as an asset that you can use one day. Uh, because the point is, you're going to have to live in something for the rest of your life. So, so it really is an expense. Unless you've bought an incredibly expensive house of 50 million bucks, and then one day you're going to go and live in a house of five million bucks then you could say okay i've got 45 million rand or whatever it is of 40 million rands worth of assets that i can that i can uh, use to generate an income but in this instance it's not an asset so so it's really about saying uh, how do i keep the, that cost as low as possible and that's the, the the trick here is chopping and changing makes it expensive uh, if you're going to stay in one place for a long period of time it starts to make it cheaper and cheaper and cheaper the question that uh, that for me, especially around financial planning, people sometimes ask and people grapple with, is the issue of debt and a bond on the house. Uh, where does that fit into planning? So, so I think if you if you're going to incur reasonable debt, and I'll, uh, in other words, that it doesn't take up too much of your salary on a monthly basis, reasonable debt to buy a home, and it's the home that you're going to stay in for for eight or ten or twelve years, then uh, then it's not a bad idea because the interest rate on that, let's say it's kind of in the current environment, is somewhere around nine to eleven percent, depending on your age and 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 your your financial position. So somewhere between nine and eleven percent, it's it's quite high. Um, but but the point is that there are there there is a good chance that your home over a, over a decade should grow roughly around about the, at least the rate of inflation, if not more. Uh, and so you're not going to go backwards uh, you know, financially by, by paying off that bond over that time. What I would say is make sure you pay off your bond faster than over 20 years. You know, Most of us, when we get that bond, we look at it and say, okay, cool, I can pay this off over 20 years. You can't do that. Pay it off over, over somewhere around 10 to 12 years. That's a much better idea. Before we get to kind of the, uh, the conclusion, is there long-term growth in property, residential property? And how does that compare to shares or investments or unit trust or annuities? How does that fit in? Yeah, so it's something that, that most of us don't really appreciate is that house prices, uh, if we look at South Africa, but but overseas as well, America, um, the, the Netherlands, pretty much everywhere, over very long periods of time, house prices are are roughly move about the same rate as inflation. In other words, if inflation runs at 6% a year, you'll find that house prices will go at about 6 or 6.5% a year. They don't grow much more than that. There will be times where house prices do grow faster, but that, that's part of a, of a short-term cycle. And there will also be times when house prices stay flat. In other words, they don't grow at all, or in fact, they actually go down, which is what we've seen for kind of the, the decade, let's say from 2015 to 20. 19, that, that definitely um, w- w- was the case. So we just need to know that if we look at the stock market, for example, the stock market will probably grow at about double the rate of house prices. So when someone says to me, you know, I'm going to make a house, I'm going to buy a house as a good investment, I, I, I don't believe that. I think a good investment is the stock market or even, f- for example, property companies that trade on the stock exchange. Those would be much better than buying houses. There, there is a benefit to using uh, to using debt if you're going to rent out the house. There's a, that's a whole other conversation. But for your own home, in this instance, shares and property companies that trade on the stock exchange are much better investments than, than a home. Thank you for listening to Honest Money. If you have any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me on Twitter. My handle is at Warren Ingram. Don't forget to subscribe. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Chat soon.